Rob Schneider is magically this now, and hilarity ensues. Because he but was, he was a, he was a jiggle, jiggle-o. He was a jiggle-o. juggalo. Yeah. He, yeah, Deuce Bigelow, male juggalo. Uh, <laughs> Shut up and take whoop, my whoop. money. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> whoop yeah. whoop. Welcome back, everyone, to S1E1, the show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and forgetting anything we might know about the future run of that show, rate it, and decide if that's a show we want to greenlight or cancel. This week we're going to be talking about Rob. Rob went eight episodes with only one season on CBS. They were talking about episode one, which was called Pilot, originally airing January 12, 2012. So to get things started, I'm Jay Gags. With me, as always, two of the boys, Gordo and Ferg. Sorry, guys, Joe and Nick both can't make it this week. Uh, what's going on, guys? hey Selena. Sad, huh? <laughs> I'll try and channel Cho- Joe. Cho. I'll try and channel Joe there. Yeah, all the Joe-isms. Of, yeah, the most inappropriate line from the show. I mean, I've been trying to think of a of a. I um, I think we got the best. Yeah, well, insert this whole time, and I have nothing. So, uh, sorry to the other boys. I hope you're both feeling better by the time you listen to this. You know, Um, guys. um, So, Rob, uh, Gordo, this is a you pick. It is. Why uh, did you decide on this show? And uh, and then we'll follow that up with if uh, any of us had seen any of it before. Uh, so the reason why I picked this show was going through my list of the worst sitcoms to, uh, annoy my friends with list on Google. This show came up and I was like, I love Rob Schneider. Um, one of my favorite actors, uh, the bench warmers, I'm sure we'll get into <laughs> the best movie of all time. Uh, I don't know about of all time. I enjoy the movie. I don't know if I'd say of all time, but it's, it's in my top, top three. In all honesty, actually is in my top three. Uh, so it's uh, Ben Hur, Schindler's List, and the, the Benchwarmers, right? Yep. yep. The beef stew scene alone that I keep sharing in the chat. Uh, yeah, I know. You love that Gus bus. I do love the Gus bus. Um, I like Rob Schneider, and I didn't know that he actually had a sitcom. And once I started reading about it, Cheech Marin is also in it. So how can this sitcom be bad? That's why I picked it. So I wanted to see it. I had never seen it before. So that's why I picked it. I remember when this show was about to come out. I had never seen it, but I'm aware of it only because he was like doing the daytime talk show circuit, like The View and things like that. And he was like promoting the show. So I remember him talking about it and the premise of it. And that stuck with me, but never attempted to watch it after. You guys don't remember the movie this was based on? Fools uh, Rushed In. <laughs> oh, it, you know, it really is. It yeah, is it a is. lot like Fools Rush In. It's the exact plot of Fools Rush In minus the pregnancy. You know what's funny about that, Ferg? We've talked about this before. Um, when DVD players first came out, uh, I, I guess me and Ferg were both pretty early on that train to we have the same DVD exact players. one. Yeah, we had the same DVD player. And it was when, like, if you went to a video store, which is crazy that that's outdated as well would have like a section that was, I don't know, maybe three feet wide that had mm-hmm. maybe three dozen movies, four dozen movies available. 
but the incentive to buying the DVD player was you got five DVDs for free with a mail away. And Fool's Rush In was one of those movies. Otherwise, Fool's Rush In, Get Shorty, Analyze This, The Mask, and I don't remember the last one. Um, what was it? Um, Blazing Sands. The Jackal. The Jackal, Jackal yeah. was the last one. Uh, yeah, so I feel like Fool's Rush In is a movie that way more people saw through free DVD than went to the <laughs> theaters to see it. But I, I saw it thanks to uh, Winthrop's school system. We, talk, we talked about that before, right? Wait, in Spanish class? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. In Tombstone. That guy liked to play Tombstone. All and, um, <laughs> Ferg, have you seen any of Rob? And, or what's your knowledge of the show prior to us doing this? Oh, but I've seen plenty of Rob Snyder movies. So, I mean, Rob Snyder is a carrot. I so. think that South Park thing forever ruined Rob Snyder for me. And not in, like... <laughs> I don't have a negative opinion of him, but that is always the first thing that comes to mind now. Mm-hmm. I am not a. I ha, I haven't kept up with South Park in a while. What is the Rob Schneider South Park thing? There was a oh. runner in like an episode about like how all the Rob Schneider movies kind of have the same premise, where like when he did like what was it called? Was it called the Hot Girl? Yeah, like, first he was a woman, then he was an animal, and now Rob Snyder is a stapler. Rob Snyder is a carrot. (laughs) And he's finding out that being a carrot isn't as hard. So a lot of his, like, early, like, Happy Madison movies all kind of have that same basic premise, like, Rob Snyder is magically this now, and hilarity ensues. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Because he was, he was a, he was a jiggle... Gigolo. He was a juggalo. Yeah, Yeah, Deuce Bigolo, male juggalo. Uh, (laughs) Shut up and take my money. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) The money I would pay to see that movie, yeah. Yeah. Whoop whoop. Or can we at least write write that movie? (laughs) Like, there's gotta be something. (laughs) I feel like we could probably reach out to him on Twitter and be like, listen. Rob Schneider's accomplished, and he's in that forever list for Adam Sandler movies. Although, oh, yeah. uh, oddly enough, I believe the reason he wasn't in Grown Ups 2 was he was filming this show. You had mentioned that, and yeah. I think the timeline does line up where they were filming Grown Ups 2, you said? Yeah, Grown Ups 2. Yeah, it, it, it does line up. It would make the most sense, because I can't imagine why they wouldn't bring him on. Oh, the Grown Ups movies, which is just their excuse to go on vacation and film it? Yeah. In Massachusetts. It's like, I have a great idea. Me and all my best friends get a cabin and we hang out for a few weeks. All right, here's some money. Well, I've said that. And we're, sorry, we're going to be tangent heavy as we always are uh, before we get into the episode itself. But since Adam Sandler came up, I've said this before. I don't know about on here. But one thing Adam Sandler has done that's genius is every movie he's in now, he finds a way to have a beautiful like girl play his wife that he can kiss throughout the movie. And he always goes on vacations. Every oh, movie. And, and he's oddly really good at something specific. But that's that's whatever. Yeah. The fact that he finds a way to get a free vacation out of every movie he films, it's like genius. What about Found the early to get ones? Netflix to give him like $10 billion. <laughs> well, all the ones now, yeah, for sure. Not the I'm early to... ones. Now that okay. he's what he is now. Like, if you think of like all his more recent movies, those they all vacation heavy. He always goes on a trip at some point. 
honestly past grownups i and hubie halloween well you can't say anything past hubie halloween that one came yeah, out like a year recent. ago it's like one of his more recent <laughs> movies <laughs> all right so past grown-ups what has he done hubie halloween <laughs> okay no, so he's done when, he's done uh pre- what's that uh gems movie um is it Uncut Gems or Precious? Uncut, yeah, uncut. See, the Precious Gems are Uncut I don't remember gems, which I one it is. I haven't seen it. I heard and it was he's good. got that basketball movie that's out now, too, when he's like the scout. I forget what it's called. He does, yeah. But. He does his like every now and again serious movie that he like just inserts into. And what, what you know, Joe could have talked about that one where he basically looks like Bob Dylan, who's like post 9 <laughs> yeah. 11. Which he is actually, did. was it was called, was it called Rain on Me? Yeah. That was actually a pretty good movie. Was it? Okay. I again I, I only know the classics and well, those like, are only like Yeah, we listed the few serious Adam Sandler movies, but yeah, he also has Jay's favorite movie, That's My Boy, with Andy uh, Samberg. It's um I've said it before. Like it was on at work at one point in the break room, and there must have been twenty people in hysterics watching it. And I'm just it's like, hilarious. I'm like, I think I'm just watching so, like Something happens where I'm seeing something different than everyone else, and I don't know what it is. Why don't you just get another burrito, Todd? You know what happens is living in Boston, everyone loves when Boston is like cartoonized in like movies in a way, or like it's like a caricature of what Boston people are. Dude, most you know people, how excited I get when Michael Malley pops up in anything. <laughs> most people love it when it's like this hyper exaggerated version of what Boston is and I get very annoyed by it and I think that's what it does for me when I hear like the embellished version of the accent and all that I'm like oh okay we get it so I think that takes me out of it but Rob Snyder's not in that one I don't think he probably is um just gonna say he snuck in he probably is in it uh but um let's get into this show here so um and and the only other footnote is this show was co-created with Lou Morton who he did a lot of writing for and producing on a bunch of big shows. Uh, he writer on SNL when Rob Schneider was there, which is definitely how that link came about. But if you look through a lot of his credits, he's been a producer on like Veep and Futurama, and he's actually produced that new Beavis and Butthead series that just came out. He's I worked saw as that a movie. I didn't see the show. Yeah, he's I worked as a, a producer on Silicon Valley, Big Mouth. Ooh. He's done um, consulting on. Um, Arrested Development. So he's done some pretty, pretty good and pretty successful shows. Yeah, and he worked on um, News Radio early on. Was one of his early good credits. Portfolio. Yeah, News Radio, which you can, I mean, one of our really, really early episodes. But if you want to go back and listen to that, go ahead. But yeah, um, Arrested Development. Yeah, and Arrested Development. Yeah, it's. It, I think we've gone to a point. We are now on episode seventy-four. It's like sometimes I forget shows we've done. I never thought we'd get to that point. Not forgot that we did it, but they don't, they're not fresh in my mind anymore. Cause, oh, there's been times where we've been go- going to pick, and I've had to ask you guys, did we cover this already? Yeah, Cause it's I crazy. forget too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm digging in the well for like homeboys from out of space. Oh, that's and... why you're digging in the well? There's a lot of great shows we haven't done. Anyone. Yeah. But, you know, we, 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 we try and, you know, keep, keep the listeners coming in for, for stuff. We all try and pick a lane. Yeah, well, nothing puts butts in the seats like homeboys from outer space. Which uh, honestly, uh, that was a for good those show. You, yeah, for those of you who have not a good show, but it was a good episode on our part. <laughs> so if you want to go back and listen to it, I thought that was a really fun one. Great episode on our part. 
And we have had a lot of people reach out and tell us episodes they want us to cover. And we, we, I swear we're looking at them. We just, we plan out pretty far in advance. But um, always hit us up, you know, guys. S1E1Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Hit me up. Um, I'm, I do my best to respond pretty quickly if you guys hit me up on Instagram. Um, no one all suggestions are welcome. No, <laughs> no one, one tweets, tweets at Guano. People just talk to me on Instagram. You uh, guys have made me relegate myself to signing the tweets now. <laughs> you don't speak for us uh yeah to peel back we've told gordo that he has to basically put like the hulk hogan hh on his tweets because <laughs> his voice is not the voice that of the group and we wanted to make it very clear that he was not always speaking on behalf of all of us what was the what was the final straw i think i said something about poopy poopy Pro- probably something along that it's a, it was a mixture of that and you hashtagging things that were completely irrelevant to the show Put butts in seats. It's like, hey guys, check out our newest episode of Pokemon Ruby in (laughs) Sapphire. Yeah. (laughs) Samsung Galaxy 9. Listen, listen, it was trending. What am I supposed to do? I got to get put put us in front of, you know, the Pokemon crowd. I was really excited for a new Pokemon. I clicked a hashtag and a thing came up. I would give us a bad rating out of spite, though. Just so you know, that's that's what that's doing. The most first thing like me. I was going to say, but most people don't think like Ferg, and most people would be like, oh, here's this really great show. And I always do this because I'm like, let's go on to the episode, and then we talk for five, ten more minutes about not the episode. But before (laughs) we talk about the episode, Ferg, would you like to take a moment to apologize to our listeners for abandoning them last week? Yeah. I apologize. I uh, passed out. I I set an alarm to get up, and I slept through that. I think I'm just getting over being sick, but I do apologize for missing that, which, you know, created a ripple effect, which made these guys forget to record. Yeah. So I do apologize for any problems from last week. Yeah, I even made an apology video. I don't know if Jay's putting that out there. I mean, I will... Like now that the episode, the last week's episode is out, <laughs> that just came out. The recording schedule is different than the posting schedule, so you have to keep in mind that I couldn't post it in advance. But True. okay, that being said, um, Rob, Rob, I want to apologize too, though, from whatever I have, I apparently gave to Joe and Nick when I kissed them virtually. Now, now, now they're both sick. Yeah. yeah. So to get into the actual episode, it starts off with Rob and Maggie, who are newlyweds, walking in- into Rob's house for the first time maggie's saying i can't believe we're really married we didn't rush into this right it's like no if people weren't uh meant to get married abruptly vegas wouldn't have chapels that are open at three in the morning that point it's just a couple of fools rushing in you know <laughs> right <laughs> those fools rushed right in waka waka <laughs> and they talk about how six weeks ago you know this guy she's talking about rob runs into the shop she works at to get away from a bee and now they're married. So they just met six weeks ago through this odd circumstance where B runs in. He's like, you know what? First red flag, too. What, who, who is she telling this? They both know the story of how they met. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, just sitcom writing to try to I clue know. us in. To, to, to be fair, you know, you're reminiscing. You know. <laughs> but do you Turns do that out. in real life? Can you be like, could you just think that just one year ago, you and I were talking about this, and now here we are today? <laughs> Actually, yeah, my wife and I did that when we got married. You know, oh. like, you know, who would have thought that, you know, I won't get into the the, the meat no. and potatoes, so to speak. 
No, share all your personal information with us. Go ahead. I will. I will. You know, at a later episode on yeah. our Patreon when we eventually when we get have one there, of those, you'll get Gordo's uh, docs drop. What? But here's here's what that's why I'm going to name the episode Doc's Drop. So she's talking about I can't believe we met six weeks ago when you ran in because you were trying to escape this bee. He goes, you know, I got to tell you something. There was no bee. And you know, there's just, your red flag. I, yeah, that's a red flag. He's <laughs> like, I just thought you were cute, so I wanted to run in. She's like, Well, why were your arms flaring up? Uh, you know, flaring, not flaring. What's the word? Flailing, flailing, flailing. flailing. Why were your arms flailing around when you came in? He's like, Oh, that's just how I run. And I'm like, you're not, it's like a cute story. It's not like you did anything bad, but I was like, you're not reacting at all to this, like one way or the other. It was like, he just told you your origin story is a lie. And whether you thought it's sweet or you're angered by it, you need to react. And she just kind of disregarded it as like, not a big deal that that whole situation didn't really happen. I, I mean, I think that they are so in love that it doesn't matter. Like, this is like some real right, 90 no, I mean, day fiance stuff right here. It just seemed weird. Like, I don't know. It just seemed like a big moment in your life to not think. Like I said, you don't have to be mad about it. Even if she said, oh, that's so sweet. It just, she just didn't react. I don't know. It, it, it was weird to me. Another thing, though, they, they say, you know, they met and they got married right away. They never say a reason why they got married right away. It could have even been as easy as. We got we were in Vegas and got drunk and whoops, but I still love you or they you know, there's the do. fool's rush in of her being pregnant or anything like that, but they got married way too soon for no reason at all, and it's not explained why. It's just explained that well, they shouldn't have done it. Yeah, no, that's true. No, 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 because they do say it later on in the episode. He says his motive behind why he wanted to marry her so quick, but there's not like enough yeah, we'll I don't know that, but Well, she agreed to it. So also, that's here's the story another example. Here's another example of what we've talked about the last few weeks of uh, um, just them not being a couple that makes sense where she is like a 10. And oh, yeah, I think we'll, well, we'll see that in a second. Yeah. When, like the next scene, I think even more so it's apparent the second you see them. But, <laughs> um, but my, main, my main issue is they like cover up for it is they point it out a lot. It doesn't explain the why. <laughs> yeah. like, why did this girl fall for this? Guy who's got a lot of problems, a lot of emotional problems, a lot well, of Well, we like, see it right here. The, like, the first thing we see is like, is he has like a bad OCD situation. And she's asking, like, where do I put my stuff? He's like, oh, wherever. It's your place now. Well, well wait, not, not there. And then she goes to put her back somewhere. It's like, ah, like, not there either. And then, then he snaps out of it for a second. He's like, you know what? Forget it. And he throws the bag on the table, knocks things over. Now they're going to rush into the bedroom so they can have their first. Bang as a married couple. No, probably not because they were in Vegas, right? They probably got, got one out that night. But um, <laughs> but then the obvious shot, because you see them run off and it stays still on that, you know, on the table. So you know he's going to run back. Then he runs back and he goes to get the bag and fix it up again. Oh, I know why she's with him. He has a lot of experience in the sack. No, I don't. He was a gigolo. <laughs> he, oh, that's right. That's well, true. I guess when you and go back to his and a carrot versions. and a carrot. But one one thing with um, shit, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, my bad, guys. Was it a <laughs> carrot dong? Because that's where I was going next. Like baby, <laughs> no. baby carrot dong. Oh no, I was gonna comment that she's like, where do I put my stuff? So all of her stuff is just in one single little bag. Like, what human lives out of a bag? Uh, I mean, plenty do. Sad. 
Well, no, I think, well, but she didn't. She was clearly (laughs) with her parents who seemed to have some money. But yes, I think at this point, you're, it's been obvious from the way it was presented when she walked in that this is the first time she's entering her home as her home. You think they would have maybe had a little bit more. Uh, Maybe they did it. Maybe they already had the movers come in. Maybe they already put the stuff away because he's OCD. So maybe it's all already set in place. And then now she's coming in with the final bags. Yeah, but I think they might have missed like an obvious gag there with the little guy holding too many bags that he can't keep, you know, <laughs> he can't keep still with and he's going to topple over. They, they could have went with that thing. That's and, true. And, and from there we get in. It wasn't really an intro. It's just a quick title card. Um, Just says Rob. And I think like had like maybe a second long intro that had a, a jingle yeah. to it. Yeah, I was like, doodle-loop. Not much there. No. That's, no did, didn't we've give talked about this a million times. It's just like the new way with a lot of shows. Yeah, neither good nor bad. You know, it, I'm it fine was with what it. it was. Yeah. I'm okay with it for this one. I don't know what kind of theme song you could write about that. <laughs> it would have been something they would have gone like over the top Mexican. <laughs> I mean, if it was like Adam Sandler style humor with that kind of flair, I that might have actually been funny. But. but he's well, he's not linked to this. I just think the one time Rob Schneider branched off and did it on his own, and it didn't go so well for him. Yeah, Adam Sandler was linked to this. It wouldn't have had a scheduling conflict with uh, yes. grown ups. So now we real quick. Um, so. That apartment looked really familiar to me. I tried to look up if it was on a like, set used on something else. I couldn't find anything, but it looked incredibly familiar. And I don't know if we're just at that point where we've seen so many sitcom like I think that's part of it. Places, if yeah. it's that, but... I had that same issue, and I couldn't place it. The only thing I did find was the exterior shot of the house was the same exterior shot for the show uh, Shit My Dad Says, the William Shatner sitcom. That was, it was one season before Rob, so it came out the year before, but it was on the same oh, network, wow. same day and time slot, too. So it was like, this, th- the house got to stay for two seasons, but that was it. <laughs> well, good for you, house. Just you the exterior. You go to ideas for shows. I don't want to see shit my dad says <laughs> on the I was going to say, no. I, I totally forgot that that was a show, and I love the book. So The book? Yeah, it was a book before it was a TV show. They adapted the the show from the book. So potentially coming soon. It it, it definitely <sighs> is coming soon now. You just opened Way to that go, up. Jay. I didn't open shit up. Jay brought it up. Listen, it was there's not a lot of notes on the show, Rob, when you go to look stuff up. So it's I have true. one interesting trivia fact. So that there it was. Yeah, yeah, there isn't a whole lot of meat in this bones. I yeah. tried to look up fun stuff so like to fill in the gaps of the members we're missing, and there's really nothing. <laughs> there's not a lot there. <laughs> nope. You know, and I'll say this, because, you know, we, we don't really hide stuff much these days. We used to kind of keep it a little closer to the chest. But I didn't think this show was that bad. If you're finding yeah, on, like, I. the list of, like, the worst shows ever, like, I don't think this show's that bad. I, I feel the same way. Could have been better, I'm certainly. There's, like, there's holes, and we'll get into it as we go along, but... It wasn't I mean, a terrible I keep show. Comparing it to Fools Rush In, uh, I love Fools Rush In. That <laughs> <laughs> so, gives you a little yeah. insight on me for this. Would you prefer? Which I thought I would be the only one. If this movie, if this show was the same show only with Matthew Perry, would you think it would be better or worse? Worse. I think it would be around the same. They're very similar. One trick pony 
I guess it, it could be similar. Could be similar. Also, you could have had both the, the current cast and still and called this Fool's Rush in, and it would have That's true. probably yeah. done better. They should have just asked for the naming rights. That makes a lot of sense, actually. But yeah, they were actually, like, they, they were like, we need to let everyone know that Rob Schneider is in this show. <laughs> Rob Schneider is a fool who rushes oh. in. And that's the thing, like, Rob Schneider is famous, but he's not that famous. So, yeah, so the, the post-intro, if you want to call it an intro scene, they're in the kitchen now. And it starts with, with uh, Maggie walking in and going, good morning, married guy. And he responds, good morning, married lady. Hey, is that my shirt? And she walks in with her his button-down shirt, but, like, completely open to expose her chest. And it's just, like, tied, like, the little... I don't know, what do you call that? When you just kind of like, use the bottoms and tie it in a little knot, like, around your midriff? I, like a schoolgirl? Like, I, I guess, guess that that version of the schoolgirl, not a proper schoolgirl. No, 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 but your your proper adult film. The adult version of, yeah, I guess, sure. But she I walks mean, like, in like that, and it was like, is this too further? Like, if we weren't already aware that this is a mismatch, like, they need to, like, she's clearly a very attractive girl. We don't need to mm-hmm. over-sexualize her right away. Like, we get it. Yeah, but I mean, they they just have to. There's a, there's a few things in the show that they just really hammer home that they should just stop and then leave. This is kind of one of them, where they keep hammering this over like he's short, he's ugly, he's it's a mismatch. And, and even there, that's, that's what I was saying before. It's they think by pointing it out, it's gonna take away the fact that they shouldn't be together. But yeah, it's like, hey, like, we get right? it, guys. And as soon as he sees her walk up, too, he goes, wait, is that my shirt? Oh, that knot's going to put a wrinkle in it. It's like, I mean, your your beautiful new wife just walked in with your shirt on to kind of, like, excite you a bit. In the, but, but we've established he has, like, an OCD. So they're trying to give you little tidbits to support that, I suppose. You know how you know that they're just trying to show that she's hot is because that, there's no way a button down is comfortable. I hate wearing it's, a button it's down. Not, yeah, it's not morning attire. <laughs> I'm just going to slip into my most comfy button-up shirt. <laughs> you guys don't have comfy button-up shirts? Nope. No. That Not you've, like, broken one. in? No, I have shirts that are button-ups that are, like, comfortable as far as if I need to wear a button-up, it's not uncomfortable, but I wouldn't, if I'm just lounging around the house, I'm not throwing that on before I'm going to throw on, like, an old tank top or something like that. Okay, all right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, flannel. Flannel's still a button-up. Yeah, yeah different like world. A, this was a button-up work shirt type of thing it's not a flannel yeah typically i guess i guess they really just wanted her to walk out with a shirt open yeah but like i could mm-hmm. see if he was wearing if, like a flan- if she came out with a oversized flannel but she can't because he's so small compared to her because the visual would normally be her wearing like an oversized flannel or something like that that comes too low so it you know covers her underwear or whatever and it kind of makes for a dress but you can't do that with him because she's like a foot taller than him <laughs> Oh, now that well, you that, point that out, that is true. This is the best that they could do with that. Well, no, that could have worked. She could have been wearing one of his shirts, but it could have come up to like her belly button because she's so much taller. So it could have been like a half shirt on her. Yeah, but that, like that that just reinforces that gag, which we've already said there. They do too much. It's true. Well, I did it again, but better. Right. <laughs> so what she wants to do after, I don't know, just morning mimosas, apparently, that's what he's setting up is to go meet her parents because he hasn't met them yet and this is now his wife he's like it's beautiful out i thought we'd stay inside all day and have sex <laughs> it was like yeah. funny delivery but i i don't know sometimes i i hate when it's that blatant but sitcoms do it all the time the hey it's sex time like that's not 
people don't talk that way. I re- like I don't know. I uh, I would say normally you're correct, but that is a very Rob Schneider line. Like that line doesn't read odd to me when it comes from him. Maybe it's just because that's kind of his acting style is that like sarcastic, oh, let's stay in and let's have sex with each other. You expect that from him. Making coffee. Making podcasts. Doing the weasel. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like- that's Polly Shaw. Yes. Isn't that what you were doing? No. No. Why'd you stop in the middle? The making copies from SNL. That's like Rob Schneider's most famous thing that he ever did on (laughs) SNL. You don't know what that is, though? You still don't know what that is. I do know what it is now that you mentioned that. That's why I just shut up. (laughs) Just moving on. I'll be the one moving on. It's not far from the Polly Shore, like, cadence that he normally speaks. How dare you? It's it's true. It's it's close, especially the way you did it. (laughs) It's true. I'm not a very good impressionist. You got one impression, Polly Shore. So, so moving along. Speaking of that, Jay, um, how is your Bobcat Goldthwaite? impression coming along terrible until you find more bobcat shows that we need to cover i have no incentive to have to work on it so it's don't give him that because yeah, he'll find you really one want me to I'll do somehow that. find one if he's in the pilot then you can go ahead and pick it but they continue on and she says listen i'm their only child and they're gonna want to know that i got married yesterday but for me this is when it first started becoming fool's russian when it was meeting the family and she has a giant family and they're all there well, that's going to happen, but as they're talking, they're, they're trying to demonstrate how different the two are because, you know, we got married. My parents are going to be so upset, like, if we don't properly at least introduce you to them. And he's like, I sent my parents a text. And she <laughs> says, like, Mexican families don't work that way. You said you were close with your family. He's like, I do. I see them almost every Christmas. And I wonder if, like, that joke works if they live in the same area. It's like, I see them once every Christmas. Well, you're a dick. But if they live across the country, that's normal. Yeah, I mean, they're showing the gap. and Because he even makes it known that it's not even every Christmas. He says almost every Christmas. Yeah, so that's true. I don't even pick up on that. It's almost every Christmas. And then she goes to try to pull him away. And she's like, oh, no, come on, let's go. And it's like, did I mention having sex all day? It's like, uh, I don't know. It's. It's me, right? Because I keep complaining about these like nitpicky lines. No, but to me, when someone like says "sex" outwardly, like and just calls it "sex," it's just so generic to me. It's like I don't know. I don't think I've ever been like want to have sex right now. Like that's not usually find another way to say it. I like to go with just saying fornicate. In real life, you would just slap their ass and let's go. (laughs) I I macho every man, Rob Schneider. Listen, <laughs> Rob I, Schneider is a macho man. Oh yeah, making copies. Um, <laughs> see, I know the joke. Yes, boys. <laughs> see, I am very popular with the jokes. Uh, I am in it too. <laughs> so you guys just use use those, huh? You guys don't say like laying pipe. You want to go lay some pipe? Not in a serious way. If I was to you say something go. like that, it would be very jovial. Hey, you want to bang? Hey, sweet cheeks. <laughs> For those of you who haven't turned it off by now, <laughs> we're like, okay, I was I'm done. Say, uh, <laughs> let's just get to the green light or cancel okay. at this point. Um. <laughs> no. So the next scene, we see the two of them. They're about to enter Maggie's parents' house. And they're talking out front. 
And she's explaining all the people that are going to be there. Parents, uncles, aunts, cousins, their kids, their cousins, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And Rob goes, and these people, they're all Mexican? It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> it was a weird joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's the one of many weird Mexican jokes that are coming. And I like that. She's like, you know, Marion used the biggest thing I've ever done without telling my parents first. Like, I don't want them to think I screwed up. He's like, wait, what? It's like, why would they think that? Like, they won't. Just don't tell them how old you are or how tall you are. He's like, they can see how tall I am. <laughs> that line I thought was really funny. All right. Hey, everybody. Sorry I missed the episode last week. I was crazy sick. I wasn't able to be on, but... Uh, there was a lot about Rob that I did want to talk about, and I didn't want to miss the chance to uh, get a few things in there. One weird thing about this show is a constant uh, bringing up of height and a constant bringing up of age, which are kind of weird issues on this, right? I get the conceit that Rob is short and Maggie is uh, tall, right? Uh, but Rob Shatter is actually only three inches shorter than Cheech Marin. And they just keep going back and forth about the height thing together, which I think is weird. Uh, the age thing is funny because Rob and Maggie, there's a 16-year age difference. And the parents keep bringing it up. But Cheech Marin and Rosa, the mom, there's a 23-year age difference in real life. So I'm guessing the characters on the show probably weren't meant to be that. But it's insane that they're you know, almost 10 years apart further than them. And they just keep bringing it up. And also, uh, Lupe, who plays uh, Abuelita, is actually younger than Cheech Marin by, like, seven years. So she's playing the grandmother on this, and she's way younger than them, too. So the age thing is kind of thrown off here if, like, you know these people. And we obviously know Cheech because he's been in a billion things, uh, including uh, Born in East L.A., which is something I thought about when he keeps talking about the border and not letting people in. Because if you haven't seen it, Born in East L.A. is a movie about Cheech getting back into America across the border. It's pretty great. And actually, uh, Lupe is in that movie, too. She's actually in a few of the Cheech and Chong movies uh, before that. And Lupe, Abuelita, I wanted to bring up, not just by her age being so different, but she's one of those people who uh, shows up in so many things. Uh, she's a drug dealer who gets shot in Blood In, Blood Out, which is a movie I've brought up on this podcast a number of times. Uh, that's like a weird movie that's like burnt in my brain, but... My favorite role of hers is uh, she's Yolanda Saldivar in the Selena movie, the woman who is the best friend and then ends up killing Selena. I actually was wearing my Selena t-shirt for the episode, and I'm sad that it didn't get shown. Um, but she's the one who famously is in the pickup truck at the end screaming, I killed my best friend, which to this day is something my sister and I still text each other because that was another one of those movies we watched a billion times in high school when our Spanish teacher was way too drunk to teach. All right, that's uh, pretty much all I have. Uh, definitely watch Born in East L.A. because that movie rules. And uh, Selena, I guess, is a pretty sweet movie, too. And uh, see you guys later. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was a good line. Uh, here's my question, because I wasn't sure. At this point, I thought they were going there to tell them. But then, by the way things go, it seems like they already know. So do they know at this point the family? No, 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 because they find out like the end scene we'll we'll get to, which I'm excited to talk about that. It's just there's no scene. There's no actual scene of them telling them. There is. Which is what I was waiting for. No, there was. Did you not watch the episode? 
it's no, it's I coming did. up. It's coming up in the scene that I most wish Joe is here to talk about with us. But we'll get to it in a minute. When they first walk in, she you open the door and you see the whole family's there. There's probably 15 or 20 people that are there. And she starts talking to her family in Spanish. And he goes, you speak Spanish? Like, <laughs> you didn't realize that your Mexican wife speaks Spanish? Uh, to peel back the curtain, uh, my wife is Polish. And you know what I asked her on our first date in a very Do- stupid stupid question when you she speak was like, spanish yeah yes you actually. Speak spanish <laughs> and she said no um no i actually did say she was like oh yeah you know i'm from poland and i went wow can you speak polish because that was the first thing that popped into my head and she's like no no i can't and i was like i think if she told you that she just was polish versus was from poland i think being from there makes it a little more obvious that she should speak it. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, she did say that. And I forget Speaking what else. She, Polish. <laughs> she said something sorry. else. And she, she said something about uh, bug spray. And I was like, oh, you guys have bug spray there? Again, because I was just being weird. And what is your is vision how- of Poland before going there and meeting your wife? I don't know. Um, not Not something to say here, but. Uh, I didn't know anything about it, honestly. All these poor people being bit by bugs going, if only there was a way to handle the situation better. <laughs> no, so my wife looked at me, and this is how I knew that she was going to be my wife, because she said, no, what we do is we take mint sprigs and we rub it on each other and howl at the full moon. Of course we have bug spray in Poland, you idiot. And now you know the, the genesis of... Flash forward and Gordo is now a married man. I am. I I won the deal there. Much like Rob Schneider, I'm Polish. A, a carrot. <laughs> a carrot. <laughs> no, that that would be my baby carrot. Okay. You're both, you're both short and old, too. <laughs> we are. <laughs> and both married up. There you go. So. My wife won't listen to this, but if you yeah, do, honey. All, all these compliments for nothing. Someone reach out to her on Facebook and say, <laughs> "Oh yeah, she love that." Mike tell, was saying tell, about ra- you. tell random people to start messaging on Facebook. She'll be really excited about that. <laughs> All right, never mind. That doesn't sound good. Don't message her on. Uh, yeah, yeah leave, no, leave message me. her, but reach out to Joe. <laughs> yeah, reach out to Joe and tell him. Uh, so as they enter this party a little bit more, which I guess, thinking about it now, yeah, you would have thought that this was an engagement party, but it isn't. It's just a random family gathering that they're having fools rush in yeah rob says hi to everyone and the mom's like fernando go pay the cab driver he's like no 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 this is rob this is the man i've been telling you about and both the parents like the look to him was like oh no yep it was like look everyone it's rob and then you turn over and that's when you like really get the full scope of how many people are in the living room like that whole family that's a big family at this point before now is when i sent the i hate you gordo text but this is when the show started to pick up for me, and I actually really started to enjoy it from now on. You do realize this is like minute three, right? Yeah, well, I hated you pretty early in the show. Opening scenes tell a lot. Yeah, usually the, the first scene <laughs> is, um, you can be, like, it's a make or break moment a lot, that first scene. No, but I, I agree, Ferg. This is like the turning point. I do agree that it started a little slow. Is that because... Did it turn around because it, as soon as he greeted himself, he said, big family. Now I know what's going on during all those siestas. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> and the look that they all give him is that's the best all and he's, the he goes no 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 and this is like classic rob schneider humor it's like no 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 no, no. it's because you're catholic no 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 it's because you don't use protection and it just keeps cascading. I love it. I died. Yeah. And Maggie uh, like immediately goes and drags him off to sidebar. It's like, what are you doing? I don't know. I got nervous. He's like, I feel like I'm at a Julio Iglesias concert or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, you, it starts. This is where the funny picks up. Because he, he says, like, when are you going to tell them that we're married? There's a whole reason we're here. She's like, I need okay, to ease I them. I missed yeah, that she line. says it there. There's a couple points. And she's like, I need to ease them into it. Like, I need them to think I'm not, like, still, like, the little girl that does everything they say. And that's when we see the mom for the first time. She's like, Marguerite, come to the kitchen. Go see mommy. And she just walks off right after <laughs> saying that, you know, she doesn't just do everything her, her parents say anymore. And this is when we see uh, the father pop up for the first time, which is Cheech, Cheech. Marin. And it's, so you're Rob. He goes, Mr. Gonzalez, I want you to know I'm a huge fan of Mexican culture. This dip <laughs> is excellent. I believe it's called guacamole. He goes, impressive, you know your stuff. I have to say, I mean, Cheech, Cheech Marin, a legend, anyone who knows Cheech and Chong, and he's done so much stuff since then. He, I would say, is my favorite part of this whole episode. I think he was so good. His acting, the way he played, not over the top. It was like he had a really cool delivery whenever he spoke. I just thought he was phenomenal in this. He's a good actor when he's not Cheech. I don't not to say that he's not good as Cheech. That's his character. Cheech and know, Chong are very in interesting some, when you look at the scope of their careers. Now, Cheech has gone back a little bit and he does more comedy these days. But after like the big boom of Cheech and Chong, he really did start to like go away from that a bit. And was that cop show he was on? I, 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 I was Nash Bridges. I think it is Nash Bridges. I was hoping one of you uh, would say because yes. I couldn't think of it at the time. Yes. But yeah, he went was. a little bit more serious where Chong just made a career out of being Tommy Chong. Well, Tommy Chung also, too, went sitcom route as well on that 70s show. Well, no, yeah, he's done a lot of stuff, but he's always kind of just playing Chung. You know, he, he yeah. never really stopped being Tommy Chung. Yeah, he's no, still just true. a pothead, in, in, even in that 70s show. Yeah, he, Chung. He, he just plays, yeah, the older version of his younger self. No, and that's true. I, and this, this conversation was great. And, I, and crazy to think it was a 2012 line, because now they start talking about how... Rob says to him, I'm also really big on immigration. He's like, you know what they ought to do? They should build a giant wall and have it protected by cannons. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> the build a wall comment from Mexico was like, at first I'm like, all right, yeah, obvious joke. I'm like, wait, no, this is 2012. It this didn't is like, even hit yeah. me. This, is pre this predates all that. So at first I thought it was a reference to all like the build a wall stuff that happened in America in what, 2016? Yeah, 20, it was 26, yeah. 15, 2016. Yeah, so like it's crazy to think that this was years before that. <laughs> Is this where Donald Trump got the idea? Was he watching Rob it's at home? A big Rob Snyder fan. <laughs> he probably is a big Rob. I mean, I, I what, really. What, what TV channel was The Apprentice on? Was it also CBS? No, I, ABC, right? I, I was going to say NBC. Oh, NBC? <laughs> I mean, NBC? Almost positive it's, it was NBC. I was going to say, because maybe the only reason, maybe Trump got it because he was watching his show and nothing, Rob came on before. It was nothing warms my heart more than the idea of Donald Trump at home just tickled watching <laughs> Rob. <laughs> but he's like, wait a minute. And he like he writes a note down. He's like, now we're cooking. Guacamole. 
<laughs> and he follows it up by saying, you know, I don't need any competition here. He's like, you can't just demand identification from people, which I think was weird because that line didn't sync up with anything that was said before it. No, no. I felt like it, maybe they maybe they cut that scene down a little bit because that line didn't sync up. Yeah, now that you mention it, it sounds like he said something in between there. Yeah, there said. was like something missing there. But he goes, why not? When I came here, I had nothing. I started working at a car wash, and now I own eight of them. I have 100 people working for me. He's like, and they're all legal? Like, are you kidding me? Between the 100 of them, I think three of them have a social security number. <laughs> I like that. I like that line a lot. And Just A+. Plus. Yeah, no, he was great. Put put that on the list of things that only Cheech can say. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a lot of things in this that only Cheech can do. Well, no, it's it it goes back his about a month or so ago when we did George Lopez, and we were saying like when George Lopez came out, that was probably the first sitcom that really dove into Mexican culture. And George Lopez, we said in that episode, had like free reign to tell any Mexican joke he wanted because they hadn't been used yet. But like finally someone could use all these things from his own perspective and it'd be okay. Cause you know, he's saying about his own culture and now you're having Cheech come in and he's, you know, obviously the ability to make certain jokes are different than if Rob was to make the jokes at him. But wasn't Rob Schneider like a writer on this show? So isn't this through the voice of Rob Schneider just being told well, Cheech Marin. No, well, no, he created the show, but I don't think he was the lead writer on the episode. And you got to remember, every show has a team of writers, and I would be shocked. I didn't do the homework, but I would be shocked if no one in that writer's room was Mexican, considering how much cultural reference they're going to draw, like throughout the entirety of the sitcom. There's probably someone I, there. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just gave Cheech the green light to say whatever he wanted at this part, though. So. To a degree, they might have riffed a little bit and imp- improvised, but yeah, I think even then, like they might go through like the table reads and be like, "Is does this line work?" Is, the actors might have a little perspective. Like I wouldn't necessarily say that. Maybe if you say it this way, there's a lot of a lot goes on before we actually get the final product. I'm gonna which, say a couple of these jokes just felt very stand y Like he was doing like a stand up act. So yeah, maybe he was like sticking in some of his stand up, yeah, into the show. What I like, too, is right at this point of the scene is when the mother, what was it? Fernando and Rose are their names, right? Yeah. So Rose is walking up, and that's Maggie's mom, and he sees her, so he just gives Rob the cigar that he's been smoking. And when Rose walks up, (laughs) she looks over. for a minute. (laughs) Yeah, she sees Rob's like, you're smoking in my house? And he goes, we don't do that around here. That's disgusting. I'll throw it in the garbage. (laughs) And then when he takes the cigar and goes to, like, leave, you just see he starts smoking while he's still in the room, but like behind them. So you just see him walking off screen smoking. That was really funny. Also, too, if never mind, I, I, I if you were a cigar, what kind of cigar would no, you? No, 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 no. I was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, if I was a cigar, I'd be a, I'd be a Cubano. I mean, I don't know, but I would be a winning racehorse. R.I.P. Cigar, the best ever. <laughs> no one's stopping that. Except for seed biscuit in these nuts. Uh, but I was going to say, wouldn't, wouldn't you notice that the uh, husband was smoking first? No, he, d- he did the pass off when he saw her coming. People they don't also, just go into they also houses. Did the, they did the TV thing where she's not on screen. She's not in the room. Okay, yeah, yeah. So there was the pass. She came on screen. Suddenly she's in existence. Yes. Like, no, that's true. That's true. You, you got to, you know, we do this all the time because we're going to, we get super deep divey, but. You have to acknowledge that these are 
fictional. There's a lot of tropes that, that go into all these shows to make the the quick laugh work. But um, no, that one I didn't. I didn't think too much of. No. But then, so now the mom is talking to Rob, and this is the first time the two of them get to have some dialogue. And she asks him what he does. And he says, "I'm a landscape architect." And she's like, "Oh, you're a gardener." No, I'm a landscape architect. I design outside. No, no, no. I understand. You're a gardener. So uh, Mora fooled Rashin. He was also an architect. Not of gardens. I, I know it's not a landscape one, but he's designing yeah. a club because he's an architect. Yeah. And she's like, you know, it's an honest living. I just wish you people wouldn't use a leaf blower. It's so noisy. And he goes, you people. And it's like, I see what they're doing there. They're flipping the joke around. You know, they're getting away from the trope of like the Mexican gardener. And now she's flipping it on him. Uh, so not bad. I, I, it was, I was like, I was like, I see it. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, now if you had to design a garden as an architect, no, nope. <laughs> nice try though. What are your favorite flowers? Nope. I can't, I don't know. Do you have a favorite flower that you want to add to this? The sunflower. Okay. Dan- dandelions. <laughs> dandelions. <laughs> <laughs> So Rob now sits on the couch and there's a kid sitting there. I don't think they established if he was who he was in relation to Maggie. At first I thought maybe it was a little brother, but I don't think that's the case. No, don't they say well, that she says she's his... an only child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Good call. Don't they say that he is like her her nephew? Like right after Oh, is it oh, okay. When she comes out, she yeah. says it's the nephew. Yeah. So he sits down and this kid who's, I don't know, ten ish, maybe right around there. Sitting there playing a, like a handheld video game on the couch. Rob's like, just pretend you're talking to me. He goes, ha ha, that's a good one. Rob trying to fake this conversation with a child. <laughs> he goes, shut up. He goes, you shut up. I don't like you. I don't like you either. I hate kids. That's why I keep my cell phone next to my balls, so I'm less likely to have any. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that line got me, too. Of course it got you. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was funny, too, but of course it got you. It was his delivery that does that. It's so much conviction. And I didn't I didn't quite expect the line either, you know, so I think that's no, what works. No. You could say that that came out of the left field. Oh, like in the bench warmers? I was going for a ball joke, and then I completely missed the ball there. Dropped the ball again. <laughs> I did. I don't even know if that was a two-part setup. Did you purposely tell a bad joke so you can say drop the ball later? Or did you not even know that you made a ball joke inadvertently after trying to make a ball joke? Yeah, you didn't the know. second option. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I thought that this whole thing, him fighting with the kid and stuff, that's the most Rob Snyder part of the entire episode. Yeah, like, I like the- Right out of one of his movies almost. No, no, no. The next scene. Well, the this, next well, scene this, well this was a nice follow-up where, because him and the kid keep going back and forth a little bit more. And the kid's telling him to go away. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. What are you going to do about it? And the kid just grabs his arm and goes, ouch, stop. You're hurting me. Help. And the whole family is like looking over at him. And that's when Maggie walks back in and she's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm trying to sell you to everybody. You know, why did you tell my mom that you're a gardener? <laughs> He's like, I didn't tell her I was a gardener. So the parents are like, can we talk to you upstairs talking to Maggie? And he's like, do I go with you? It's like, no, no. Uh, wait here and, and enjoy the guacamole that you so impressively identified. Uh, yeah, her father tells her that. <laughs> Cheech tells Rob Schneider that. And this is when we meet Hector, the uncle, for the first time. My favorite character. Yep. He's good. There's a couple yep. times he's a little over the top for me, but I, I do like him. And he says that he's visiting for Mexico, and then he like leans over. And he's like, I'm not leaving. Ever. 
He tells him like that he knows that the two of them are going to be best friends. He's like, well, you know, we'll see. And I thought Rob in that situation, I was a little surprised. Wasn't more excited that a family member liked him. Yeah. yeah me point, you need any ally you can. Yeah. Get. So I thought he was going to like jump onto that and be like, oh, perfect. You know, because he's so on an island by himself. And then the one time that, that someone in the family takes a liking to him, he's like, okay, man, get away from me. It's like, no, this was, this was your chance. Yeah, this was the setup for you. You don't know that he's... What I would have done better would have been he does embrace him, they become close, and you find out that's the member of the family no one fucking likes. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that makes sense. You kind of got that hint up front, but like, yeah, just poor delivery. But also, too, you're forgetting that like the... It's hard to say because we're just strictly audio, but the, the, he, the Huck, Huck, Toto's tapping his fingers together. Correct. That's when he was referencing them being best friends. He's yeah, but he does that his... later. They, does he do it there too? I remember when he did it yeah, later. Yeah, he does because he says, We're going to be best friends. Okay, because it happens later. I didn't know We're why. We're totally going to touch it. tips. Yeah, that's what it looks more like. <laughs> I mean, he also, 2012, they can do that. Well, you could do that in any year. That, it's fine. And well, we're best friends. Why don't we ever touch tips? If you had a friend. No, 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 no. (laughs) So he keeps going on by saying, we're going to be able to tell each other secrets and you can lend me (laughs) $7,200. I like that. I like that they never explain why, too. It's such a specific amount. and They never get into why the $7,200 is a thing because it does come up later. And then Hector finds out that Maggie had to go upstairs with her parents. And he's like, no, every time they go up there, they say something bad. Hector's like, he's saying, Hector, why did you steal our flat screen television? Why did you put on my nightgown? What did you do to the guacamole? He's like, wait, what did you do to the guacamole? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, you need to go upstairs and stop them from turning on you. Uh, You know, having them turn Maggie against them, rather. And Rob's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to stay down here. And he's like, Hector. Hector's like, so, all right, do whatever you want. Uh, I'm not trying to distract you from whatever I'm doing in the garage. It's like. That one joke to me was one too many at that point. Like we get, he's like the oddball member and he gets into trouble, but I thought there was so many things that maybe the, whatever he was doing in the garage was just one extra. I, I could have done with just chopping could, that one up. He could have said anything. I was already in love with this character. That big old smile, like it never wipes off and he's all buddy, buddy. I don't know why he just be, instantly became my favorite. And he tells Rob that he hears crying upstairs. So Rob does finally go upstairs. And then this starts what was the most amazing scene in all of television. So is this, though, when she told them and they reacted wrong? This is when they find out. Yes, this is where they find out. So Rob walks into a bedroom (laughs) and he sees this little, um, what would it be? What would you call it? Yeah, Yeah, like an altar. Like like makeshift altar, like set up for uh, a deceased member of the family. we didn't talk about it, but this was mentioned earlier in the episode, too, that you probably won't see Abuela because she's mourning. Oh, that's right. When she's going over all the relatives. That's right. I didn't even yeah. remember that. Good call. So he walks into the bedroom and you see this little like kind of candle altar tribute thing set up. And there's a picture of an elderly man above it who you assume is deceased. And he goes to look at it. And while he's there, he tries to like adjust the picture because it's a little crooked. And when he does that, it falls and it knocks all these candles over on him. So now he's getting all this hot wax on his pants. 
So he goes to take the pants off and like, he's like trying to like fan himself off, but the way that it's shot looks like he's pleasuring himself. <laughs> and as that's happening, <laughs> Maggie's grandmother walks up from behind him and startles her. And then what, how did it, how did it work out that he ended up like lifting her up? What happened? Because she's upset and going around and he doesn't want her. Oh, right. Yeah, she goes so to he, run off. So he goes yeah, to stop her. That's right. Yeah. He goes to stop her and he puts his, his hand over her mouth. With his I pants thought that now, I thought that's when they were going to walk in, but instead he like spins her over and has her like over the bed. And now he's in like the, <laughs> the like, doggy position. he's like in a, like a standing doggy position with her over the bed facing the door. And then the door opens and you see Maggie with her parents and he goes, there's a simple explanation here. I poured hot wax on my genitals. And she goes, we're done here. <laughs> oh, so you told him we're married. And then you get the reaction. It's like, I missed that. I don't yeah. know how yeah, I yeah, missed was, that part. That was I think the I was big la- reveal. I think I was laughing. It was. It was a funny part of the scene. Part. So it, I guess you'd miss. You, it's easy to I miss the I dialogue. I missed the dialogue. But um, the funny thing is that went from one to, he could have gotten in trouble with just for knocking over the altar of their dead relatives. And I go, yeah. oh, shit. That's, and then the wax fell on him. I go, Oh, he's going to get in trouble by having his pants down in there. Yeah. <laughs> then the grandmother came in. Oh, he's going to get in trouble having his pants down with the grandmother in there. But no, they had to just keep going, and now he's butt-fucking the grandmother when they walk in. Yeah. And it's every like, bit of that worked, too. It, like, it, it was, was so funny. It was so... It was... I... When the, when the picture first fell, I went, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Because I thought that would be the end of it. And then it just, like you said, it just kept building on each other. And like, I was howling by the end of it. So, and that's the right way to go about it. If you're going to do like an adult movie with family, instead of making it so that they're direct relatives or step siblings and things like that, it's the wife's side of the family. It's not as taboo. You know, that works out now. Exactly. You're just two regular people. You're not pretending. Yeah, now it's just you and your wife's grandmother. It's not like, oh, we grew up together and all that weird stuff. It's, you know, it makes a lot more sense. And I just think everyone in the porn community should really look towards doing things more in the style. What's the difference, though? Now she's step abuela. That is true. But but recently, you know. She does step abuela. It'd be abuela-in-law. Abuela-in-law, you're right. my bad. Abuela-in-law. Unless Cheech uh, adopts him. Well, that would complicate the whole thing. It would. But, you know, he can identify guacamole, so that's maybe what, that, he can then identify that Well, that's holy. the other scene. Then we find out what the uncle did to the guacamole. So uh, did he, like, dip his balls in the guacamole? Or something? I feel is like that, it like, was his sense of humor? <laughs> I, I was, like, thinking, like, maybe he put drugs in it. I don't know. I don't know what that was. Oh, that would have been a good one, too. <laughs> you guys missed my guacamole joke there. I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. I, say, I thought you just said guacamole. Do you want to say it again and then we'll just pause no, and be awkward about it? No. It wasn't good the first time? It was good the first time. Oh, I'm sorry. You just can't cre- recreate the magic. No, I can't. <laughs> yeah. So after the um, grandma uh, buttfuck scene, we get, <laughs> we get to um, Rob and his wife in the car leaving the party. You know, And it's uh, that obvious like awkward two shot of the two of them in the front seat. And he said, I thought there was a moment where things were actually going pretty good. Or was that before or after you hunt my grandmother? It's like, actually, I think it was during. <laughs> and he goes, okay, okay, too soon, not funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I like yeah, that. I thought that was pretty funny. I like funny. that he took a joke in that moment. <laughs> and she says that it's a disaster. It's that, it's the turtle all over again. And she tells a story about how when she was a little girl, her parents told her that she was, 
you know, too young or irresponsible or whatever it was, but they didn't want her to have a turtle. So she went out and bought one anyways with her own money. Then she starts telling some of the story in Spanish. So I don't know what it was because they didn't subtitle it. Needless no. to say, it ends with, uh, we needed to get a new dishwasher. <laughs> and I like, I how, only got the word turtle. <laughs> yeah. I like how Rob Schneider was thinking what we all were was all I heard was turtle. Yeah. Rob's like, I can fix this. Overcoming massive screw ups is, is an unknown territory for me. I used to have bangs and that made her laugh a little bit. And that was his <laughs> opening. Like, I think this is our first fight. I guess it is. Well, what do we do now? And she says, I think this is the part where we go home and have makeup sex. I'm like, oh, again. It's like, such, I don't know. It just feels so forced to it me. It would have made point. more sense coming from him, just from the established way of speaking. Yeah. From him. This is uh, definitely, but... you can tell this is the Rob Schneider writing. Well, it's just like In both that. of them. It's no, it's but, but like, I don't know. It, both characters, every time they both say, like, let's go have sex. Now she's like, let's go have sex. It just doesn't, it's not normal dialogue. And it, that, I don't know, it's just a hot button for me. For whatever reason, I just don't like when people outwardly say it like that. Cause it's I'm not okay real. with that one because it's like a joke. That one is them making a joke all because we had our first fight. Now we get to go have makeup sex, even though, cause it wasn't an actual fight. Even it was them discussing that awkwardness. So when it's put in like a joke form like that, when he was dead serious earlier, it was a little cringe. But at this time, I'm okay with it. Would you rather her say that he should slay this puss? The fuck? What? Like, what? <laughs> you said that you don't like the, the, the sex part. So I think saying sex outwardly is too generic because I don't so think that's what most I'm people saying. say it. Would you, you know rather what a better have... better line if he did when she said we get to go home and have makeup sex? And, oh, I'm sorry, I'm already spent from your grandmother. That was good. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> yeah, he says I just hummed your grandmother an hour ago. I'm not a machine. <laughs> <laughs> he could be a grandma humping machine. I'm just trying to still see what she saw in him because. As the viewers, we don't see that like charming thing that won her over. Like, oh, he's got a good heart and all this stuff. We've even us as viewers have only seen the bad. We've seen his OCD, which I'm not saying OCD is terrible. People deal with that, but I haven't seen something to be like, oh, he's got a heart of gold. Love, love conquers all. All that stuff. It happens a little see... late in the episode. I think this scene here has a little bit of oh, that. I'm just saying to this point, we haven't seen it. So I'm, at this point, I'm still wondering, like, yeah. Why are they together? Right here, I think, He's, though, in the car, we got a little bit. His ability to joke with yeah. her and stuff like that. We got some of yeah. that. I was going to say, it's his humor. She finds him funny, at least, which I believe Joe says. Yeah, I think that's a famous Joe line. That's a famous Joe line. Be, be funny, not ugly. That's not the line. <laughs> you know, Joe, always saying, be funny, not ugly. <laughs> I think that's the opposite of the point. I think the point is you can be ugly and be funny. And yeah. <laughs> That being said, <laughs> uh, we get not ugly. I, yeah. I need that shirt. Be funny, not ugly. With the Cannoli picture of Joe. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Cannoli Joe. Uh, yeah. So now we see the two back at Rob's house and they're setting up to have the parents over for like the first time. And Maggie's freaking out a little bit saying maybe we should cancel. Rob's trying to reassure her saying everything's fine. I color coded this chart with everything planned for the evening. And we cut over to Maggie's parents' house again. And her mom's like, I'm telling you, this is a turtle all over again. And the dad's like, there were bits of shells in my food for weeks. I like that. I like that small callback. 
Yeah, I, I liked it. And now mom's saying we need to talk some sense in her. And he's like, I'm just going to head nod and, you know, be supportive and mentions that he wants to go home like soon. He doesn't want to be there for too long because there's a new show coming out with a bunch of hoarders that are all living in a house together. Hoarders mansion. Yes. Later. There's a, the, I like that. He called <laughs> that back later. It's a ridiculous like joke and also something I could see happening, which I don't know if that's funny or sad. Uh, what the TV show or this actual scenario? The joke on the on Rob with him saying it is funny. The reality that one of these networks could easily produce a show called Hoarders Mansion and have a bunch of hoarders live together, and that be an actual television show, that is sad to me. <laughs> Are you sure it isn't actually already a show? I, I hope no. like- Hoarders is a show, but there's yeah, no hoard- show where they there's no like competition where they pit hoarders against each other. See who can have the biggest horde. I mean, listen, if <laughs> That's TLC, the name of the show right there, the biggest horde. Listen, TLC, they're the ones that put on these like honey boo boo thousand pound sisters. Me and my seventy kids. Yeah, me and my yeah, me and my seventy kids. Little people, big world. Uh yes. Show. Um you should get in contact with us. We can give you ideas for days. You were naming a lot of shows, and then you went into, you should contact us, so you just combined two thoughts into one. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure that they could they could come up with Hoarder Mansion. Like, well, it Rob should Snyder be easy already, Rob Snyder already did. We can't steal that yeah. one. Yeah, it's, well, been, it's been, someone came up with it. It was the writer on this show came up with it. Well, listen. listen. I do want, I want to address this actually real quick, <laughs> because you've, you've referenced it a few times. Gordo, do you think that the pilot episode of the show, Rob Schneider sat like at his computer and wrote by himself? Because every time you talk about how Rob Schneider wrote this, and he definitely did not write this episode. I kind of do. <laughs> okay. Just with a typewriter. Like, he's <laughs> an old typewriter yeah. and like a quill and pen. And he's writing his memoirs. I mean, he seems like the type of guy that this is, he's like, I'm going to break out and I'm going to beat Adam Sandler and I'm going to, you know. I don't think he ever went into doing this sitcom thinking, this is my moment to finally top Adam Sandler. No, he he wants to always be with Adam Sandler and suck that teeth of success. Yes. He'll always have work because of Adam Sandler. That's true. That's true. But I mean, but this was his chance to break out. What's um Actually, writers for this episode, Lou Morton and Rob Schneider. Uh, okay, so Rob Schneider did sit down at a typewriter and write this show. Gordo, I want to formally apologize. I did not know Rob Schneider was one of the writers for this episode. Uh, so first of all, this is our Zoom clip for the no, week. No, Yes. Formally apologizing. I will, I will snip it and give it to you so you can watch it at home, but I okay. don't know if this is going to be one of the clips that we put. You never know. We'll see what we use later on. Again, if you're listening, S1E1 Pod is where you'll find any clips that we post for the episodes if you want to see some video to go along with this stuff. I, I think what you're trying to say is, Rob Snyder is a writer. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with a typewriter. Writing's never been so funny. <laughs> Look at me. I'm an ink. <laughs> I'm an ink? <laughs> it starts with the, with the um, what do you call those? Vowels? Vile? Vowels. A vowel? A E I O U? Yes, yes, it starts with the. <laughs> so you put an in front of it. 
What's happening? <laughs> I'm so lost. You, I said an ink. An ink. And I said that that's grammatically correct because no I forgot. No arguing the... that it was grammatically correct. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. But like he's, I, just like, I... he's just like a pile of liquid? <laughs> yes. Steve yes, Venom? A... We need to move on from this. <laughs> I, we need to move on from this. <laughs> In any event, as the parents keep talking about this while we're at their house, the mom's going, did we not give her enough attention? Why would she want to marry an old short guy anyways? And Cheech's like, hey. <laughs> Cheech's not a tall man himself. He calls Hector over. He's like, hey, it's time to go see Maggie and that guy we don't like. And he comes. He's like, I love that guy. He gets me. <laughs> and that's another thing I liked about him is it wasn't. This is what I realized it was. It wasn't being nice to him just for the money. He's with the parents talking about how he loves that guy. Yeah, he likes him. So he genuinely, genuinely does like him. I was like, ah, friendship. And as they're walking out to to head out there, he's like, oh, like, don't forget to get Abuela. And he's like, oh, no, I got her an hour ago. She's been in the car. <laughs> so just left, just left this poor. This woman's having, like, the worst few days. Or the best. Or the best, yeah. yeah. So now from there, they're all entering his house. And as they're walking in, Fernando gives Rob his driver's license. He's like, I found this on the floor next to my mother's bed. <laughs> Dude, the rounds, I was like, oh, I must have been from my <laughs> And then Hector follows and he gives Rob this big hug and he goes, My dearest friend, they hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is just genuinely funny. There were some good moments. <laughs> and then Rob sees the abuela and he apologizes for what happened. And she's just like smiling at him. That was so good. That was the a face good. She makes that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. She's like winking at him and like smiling a little bit. Yeah. It 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 makes it makes that whole scene like it was a funny scene anyways, but it it lightens it up even more because she's not negatively affected by it. So it's a nice kind of way to round that out. Yeah, you could have went one or two ways, and I'm glad that they went that way with it because I feel like most people would have went the the avoidance. Or like the the shock way, but I like made it- I like turning it into she enjoyed it. That was like I mean they always <laughs> do like the horny old grandma thing. Like they do that in so many things all the time, but it works here. Oh man, it's too bad Joe's not here. Horny grandmas, I know that's his, his right up his alley. He's listening right now, and he's just like he's listening on his own, wishing he could chime into the conversation. There was so much incestual sex acts and all the stuff that happened, and he just can't talk about it. Nope, <laughs> nope, not at all. Sorry, pervy Joe. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry, pervy Joe. Moving on. So while everyone sits down in the living room and he's like, you know, <laughs> kind of like greeting everyone and like presenting the evening to them. He's like, welcome to my casa, which means house. <laughs> I love this. And they're like, we know and what the, casa Fernando's like, we know what casa means. <laughs> he's like, of course you do, because you're Latino or Hispanic. Which one's offensive? He's like, both, actually. <laughs> that, that line I really liked. So now he's trying to like cut out all that awkwardness and Rob's like, all right, I have the whole night planned out. I hope you all brought your appetites. And the mom chimes in with, we're not hungry. He's like, all right, well, I guess we'll just move on to that after dinner conversation then. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of fucked up because she might not be hungry or doesn't like him, but you can't speak on everyone else's behalf. If you think right before they got to their house, the dad was trying to pick on whatever was on the bowl. Which you also wouldn't let him eat. Wouldn't let him eat, but then let Hector eat. Because he's a growing boy, she said. So they're both <laughs> clearly hungry. 
You can't uh, yeah. tell everyone that we're not hungry. You're not hungry. Don't eat. But like it's they're a, hungry. Yes, Let them have something. At this point, it's been established that she speaks for him. Yep. Yep. She yeah, rules the roost. <laughs> Big boss lady. And we got more awkward silence. And Rob goes, so Selena, so sad, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so Anything <young>. for Selena. <laughs> now, remember, Selena died in 1995. <laughs> and he's like, I got nothing. He's like, this is all I got. What, what do I say to this Mexican family? I, I don't know what to say to them. Selena. So you know, it's funny because he's definitely talking about the real Selena. In my head, I forgot she's an hour. It was a real person. And I'm just thinking the movie. The movie with Jennifer Lopez? Which is, which is about Selena. What, <laughs> like, so, what a sad is, movie. <laughs> which is based on the real life. Of yes, the real Selena. Selena. Yeah. And then again, he's like, well, all right, moving on again. How about wedding photos? And that was like the one moment where the family seemed to like be engaged and excited because right away they all jump up and they're huddled around him and he's about to show stuff on the phone. So you see them all like Did anybody else think it was yeah, hold be on. an inappropriate yep. picture. Exactly. I, that's what I thought. So they're all huddled around him and he's going to show them the pictures on the phone, but now he's getting like claustrophobic. I didn't, I thought that was weird because like we established he has OCD and that's not what that is, but. No, but people, he says, oh, someone's breathing on me. Someone's breathing on me. So there's the OCD part, the germs on him. Does germs cut into that too with OCD? I don't yeah. know. I don't have it. But yeah. Oh, so. oh, for sure. Germaphobe is part of being like. I think they're just combining multiple um, mental no, disorders. Quarks, yeah. No, because it's, a, it's an obsession to clean, usually. So you want to be clean. You want. No, it's just a it's a compulsory to do certain things. It's yeah, not it's not always thing. like clean. Like some people like need a knock on the door four times before they walk in. Like this, like it depends on what yours is. It's unique to everybody. No, that's true. That's true. I shouldn't speak that. It, it, I shouldn't paint a broad stroke for people Please. who do suffer for it. But a lot of times that it's characterized as a clean. And I beg anyone listening, is- though. By the way, if you ever. Do n- never diagnose yourself by things we've said. We are <laughs> as far from professionals as humanly possible. So don't be like, you know, I heard those guys say that this is a sign of OCD. I must have it. We are, um, we are the if, last if, line. If you are using us to diagnose yourself. You know, you deserve it. N- no. No, probably. Yeah, He's probably, probably right. Yeah. They probably do. <laughs> yeah, you might, you might actually need professional help. So, yeah. So but I wanted to say, this is one of my main issues with this show, is his OCD, and they tend to forget about it in the writing, and then pop it up when it becomes convenient for them. Yeah, where I It's agree. not yeah. throughout the thing where it's an issue, like... Well, you know what, too? Like, obviously, as we all know, Rob Schneider was a writer on this episode. I was trying to tell Gordo that earlier, but... <laughs> yeah. When you think about the fact that he wrote the character, developed the show, wrote the episode, is the main actor, that's on him. Like you yeah. should be like little, there should be like little like impulsory moments that you're like brushing yourself or like hesitant to touch things. Like you need to make those acting choices while you're like filming this too. You're the one that, forgetting about it. Time though. That makes more sense. Why he didn't like the brother. Why he didn't like Hector at first because Hector came up and put his arm around him. Yeah, but he should have been remember. like, he should have been like squeamish about that. Well, he did. He kind of slithered away a little bit, but you're right. They didn't call attention to it. Now I that you mention it, brush it your arm off sense. after. Do like little things to make you feel yeah. like now you feel dirty. 
Well, I think yeah. it's more that he's just a sleazy person that he doesn't. Yeah, know he doesn't, yeah I, I, I think that's all think it really was. OCD yeah, thing. I don't think it was tied into that. Don't don't give him that much credit. Yeah, but it, <laughs> the man but to go back, us, the man that gave us bench warmers and beef stew, I have to. <laughs> he's in them. He didn't give them to you. They they wrote them for. Us. Well, well, now we don't know. Maybe he did give them to us and wrote them. Rob Schneider's an accomplished writer, as I'm now finding out. <laughs> but to go I'm back, everyone, I love you, Rob. I'm talking shit. Everyone's hovered around Rob. And he's about to show these wedding photos, and the closeness of him is making him freak out. So now he jumps out of the seat and drops his phone into the picture of Sangria. And Ferg, as you said, I wrote the same exact thing. I thought 100% it was going to be everyone is huddled around him, his new in-laws, the uncle, the grandmother, his wife. And I thought he's going to be flicking through pictures, and it was going to be an inappropriate photo of either him or the wife, something that they sent to each other. And I think that would have a hundred percent been the better way to go about that. Yeah, I do too. But then you wouldn't get the 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 two the the upcoming gags. No, the, you could have did the same thing because as soon as it popped up, he could have still did that. It would have been the same reaction of him being shocked and dropping it in the sangria. Yeah. The, the whole oh, thing was okay. just a way to get him to drop his phone into the sangria. Yeah, and he still could have happened because he could have got nervous because a nude photo of his wife or himself just popped up. And if yeah, it was him, it could have been like something like, why are you wearing a cowboy hat in that? You know, something like weird. Yeah. Uh, there was a little opportunity to throw a joke in. Is it, you're in Vegas. There's a picture of him with the topless nuns that walk around. Like, <laughs> it's like something stupid. Yeah, they did just get married in Vegas. Or something weird from the, from the honeymoon wedding time could have been part of that. Is that the naked cowboy? That's New York. <laughs> That's New York. Me and Jay have a picture with him. Yeah, he's not even naked. He just wears underwear and cowboy boots. <laughs> so now he's trying to like fish the phone out of the bowl with his hand and then he just starts like like panicking and just started filling all the glasses with sangria to get the phone out which doesn't work he actually never gets the phone out of the picture and kind of gives up on it which i thought was weird how do you not at some point make sure you get the phone out so now the phone is just sitting in the sangria you gave up Oh, I filled five glasses with the sangria. It's still in the picture. I guess I'm never getting my phone out now. I think he just freaked out, and then he just he, he's just got so flustered and overwhelmed that that it wasn't even a thought at that point. Yeah, because then he threw the 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 wet. I was going to say noodle, but the wet orange on the grandma's hand. Well, yeah, because he's fishing like the the fruit out of the sangria and like throwing it in everyone's glasses by hand and handing it to them. And now that they all have their sangrias because of it. Hector offers to give a toast, and he's talking about how him and Rob have been best friends for three days. He even offered to lend him $7,200 the day they met. He's like, no, I didn't. He's like, and then the mom's like, you're calling my brother a liar? She's a little hard on him, a little too hard on him, I think, throughout the episode, but I get it. They don't like him. Oh, agreed. Agreed. And then that's when Fernando gets up and goes, I need some booze without a phone in it. I'm missing Hoarder Mansion, which was great. I love, the, <laughs> I love that you got the title of the show. From that, because before we talked about it in the name of it, but it wasn't given then. And I like that they give you that little extra information. <laughs> yeah, it, it's brilliant writing on behalf of Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider, talented writer. And him and Rob are talking. Rob goes, Mr. G, I thought we could talk mano to mano. He's like, that's, okay, but I'm going to. Is it that's in Spanish, hand to hand? Yeah, and, you, and it's mano y mano. It's not mano y mano. <laughs> But he thinks he thinks mano y mano means man to man. Well, ma mano y mano is man to man. But when he see, he says um, when he says his hand to hand, he just gets the word a little wrong. 
But he says, uh, Freddie goes, okay, but I'm going to need a little bit of tequila. And then that cuts over to the mother who's with Maggie. And she's like, we can get you out of this. It's marriage, not a gym membership, which is a funny line. Cause, I thought that was um, funny. Yeah, it's a, it's a real thing. I think things have probably changed a little bit now that like 90% of the world has just signed up to Planet Fitness. But gym memberships used to be near impossible to get out of. Yeah. Yeah, they used to. Were you guys ever stuck in a situation where you were paying for something and couldn't get out of it? Yes, the gym. Yeah, the, the gym. gym is the actual one. Yeah. So when Gold's when Gold's gym where we all used to go became 365 Fitness. Uh, I used to go every day after school, and then when I graduated, I wasn't driving past it anymore because it wasn't on the way. <laughs> I guess that's just how lazy I am that I stopped going to the gym because it wasn't on my way home anymore. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was stuck paying for that for like I had, for a while until you got out of it. So I, I don't even. <laughs> This is not a flattering story, but whatever. I was like 18. So when I was about 18 years old, that's when all those Girls Gone Wild DVDs were super popular. And there was one where Snoop Dogg was in it. And I was like, that's awesome. So I ordered it. And like, you had to like order those things over the phone back then. It's crazy how much this like makes me feel old to think that I was, I had to order DVDs over the phone. But in any event, so that one comes in and I don't realize because I'm young and an idiot. That it just subscribes you. So now they keep sending more of these things to my house. And like, I don't want these coming to my house. I live with my mom. Like, I don't. <laughs> these things keep coming in the mail. And I'm trying to cancel them. And like, they have like business hours of like 445 to 447 on Wednesday. Like, that's like, it's like impossible to get in touch with these people. A creator that's in jail, isn't he? Uh, I think something happened. I can't remember the full story, but he got in trouble I mean, for something. He's, he's a scumbag criminal, so it makes sense. Is he the same guy who did bum fights? No. no, the guy who did that bomb fights awesome, by the way. has yeah. Uh, tangent on that. If you he ever want, Phil, look him up on Doctor yeah. Phil. Go to, have you ever oh, seen the clip? He the one that dressed up like he dressed Dr. up like Doctor Phil, Phil and then got the immediately kicked out. Doctor Phil tried <laughs> kicking him out to, and pretended that he was just so disgusted by him and that it had nothing to do with the fact that he showed up dressed like Doctor Phil. <laughs> yeah, and, like shaved his head into the skullet and everything. <laughs> I have seen that. I I totally forgot that was him. I thought he was in jail too. I, I honestly, I have no idea. I don't know. There's a good chance of it. I'm sure, he got sued by someone. But to get back to the scene, Maggie's saying, "I don't want to get out of this marriage," and the mom's like, "No, here's our lawyer's number. He can have you out of this in four days. We'll get you a Prius." <laughs> and she's also telling her, "Listen, if you stay with him, you can never wear high heels again. Never." But why? Mm -hmm. She's already taller. She's already taller than him. So yeah, what does it matter at that point, right? Being a short guy. Myself, a lot of people won't wear high heels around me. I don't wear well, my high heels around you, but yeah, and it has been out of respect. Joke. Yeah. <laughs> what I meant to say was my current wife and my past ex-girlfriends would not wear high heels around me because that would elevate them even more. Just wear platform shoes then. Let them wear their heels. Or you, mean, can, wear, you can wear high heel shoes and then you guys are even. It'll be, be like how you are now. I mean, I have my clear stripper boots with the fish in the heel. Well, go to your birthday's about a week away, right? Why don't you ask everyone to get you kiss boots? I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> say no. I wouldn't say no. It's too late. We already got you a damn guitar. Sorry. Better luck next that year. That I love. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, to go forward, uh, we get back boys. to. Yeah, you're welcome. We uh, we get back to the guys and. 
He's like, Rob's telling uh, Fernando, listen, I'm getting the impression you guys don't like me. He goes, really? I was afraid we were being too subtle. <laughs> Perfect he, delivery right yeah, there. Yeah, it was good. He says, listen, I love your daughter more than anything, and you mean a lot to her, so you guys mean a lot to me now. Just like I'm sure that Rose's parents were important to you. And he's like, her parents hated me. Like, well, what did you do? I waited for them to die. It took 11 years. And Rob's like, well, I can't wait three or four years. I thought that was a, a subtle, good yeah. line. And I actually like what comes up here, because this actually made a lot of sense. And this was like something I didn't think of before. Because Fernando's like, I can probably forgive you, but it's, but it's Rosa. And then he says, you robbed her of getting to plan a wedding with her daughter. And I was like, wow, that's actually a really good point. Like, I didn't think of that. And that's like, that's so important to like a mother and daughter. And I can see why she would be holding anger against that. Because they don't really address it until he says it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it's like it really I, it's like I said at the beginning, they, I mean, he says his reasoning soon, but if they had a better reason, something like he knocked her up, but then they found out that it was a false pregnancy, but uh, let's just stay together. Something like that. You're not locked into having her pregnant the whole time. Something like that. But yeah, like, I the mean, the fact that they just got married because I didn't want to le lose her. Like, it could, because it could have been the whole, like, we were drunk in Vegas and we didn't realize what we were doing. And then she's religious. She doesn't believe in divorce or something like that. They could have did that instead of the, we just ran to Vegas to get married because we fell in love so fast. Like, I think that was a little, ma it made less sense. The origin story is not solid. I think it's too, they're Vegas married. There's nothing to stop them from having a real ceremony around. Like, I thought yeah, the same thing. Totally I would. thought at the end he was going to pitch, like, listen, I'm sorry for this. And, I would love to, and he like reproposes, like, will you have that's a real That's what I was expecting in his yeah, speech. Yeah, I was expecting that too. That would have been, listen, we, we should have called Rob Schneider. We could have, as we typically do, we usually find a better way around some of these scenes. Um, but yeah, I think that would have been a, a better pivot was had he done that. But we'll get to that in a second anyways, because he's asking Fernando, is there any way you can change your mind? It's like, you can't get your wife to change her mind. Are you crazy? He's like, well, <laughs> what? Wouldn't you have wanted Rose's He's father? Right. He's, He's right. right. Good luck and with that. Rob says, like, what would you have wanted Rose's father to do for you? He goes, die faster. <laughs> I like that delivery, too. It's very and, dry, too. And he does eventually agree to talk to his wife on behalf of Rob. So they head out to the living room where the rest of the family is now. And he instantly chickens out and says, Rob's trying to make me say things. <laughs> he tattles on him. You know what I would have liked? When he tattled on him, if they did a callback, go, well, that's the cigar was his. Yeah. <laughs> like that, like. Yeah, that would have made that a little bit better. And Rose is like, it's okay to her daughter. Let's go. Let's head to the car. Leave your clothes here. We'll just get you new ones. And she's like, you know, I don't want to go anywhere. And they're trying to like pull away and the whole family's leaving. And Rob starts yelling like, wait, nobody's going anywhere. I'm sorry. I'm not younger or taller. I'm sorry I took three years of Spanish in high school and I didn't retain any of it. I'm sorry that I didn't loan a complete stranger $7,200. And then, like, that was the, they cut to Hector and he's doing that finger bumping thing that I guess he did earlier. I didn't catch when he did it earlier. If you didn't mention it, but he's doing that thing to signify, hey, we're friends. Yeah. Best and friends. And then he says, I'm sorry you didn't get to have that dream wedding for your daughter. I'm sorry for that. And he says, what he's not sorry for is that he fell in love with their daughter and he's never been happier. And Maggie says, look, I know this isn't the guy that you would have picked for me, but 
what have you always wanted? It's like, for you to be happy. Well, I am happy. And you get a hug between her and her mom. And it, then this, as, this has everything. This is everything. Heart, heartwarming moments, you know, moments of confidence. I thought it was a good scene. Yeah, well, I thought it was too. Well, they go for the comedy relief right here because as soon as that happens is when you get Hector. And Hector's obviously going to be the guy that they're going to button a lot of scenes with jokes. And he walks up to Rob and goes, you've got to give me this recipe. What kind of cell phone do you use? <laughs> that was good. It's so funny of you it's, saying it. It's, so, it's such a dumb line. but. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, from there, we flash forward to like later in the evening now that the family's gone. And they're like cleaning up a little bit. And she says, I'm proud of you. And he goes, don't get used to it. I like to keep the bar pretty low, which I thought was actually a nice line. <laughs> and she's like, all right, well, we better get to bed now. And I'm surprised they didn't say and have sex. But <laughs> it was, we have to be at church tomorrow for a baptism. And then there's going to be a party after. And he's like, you're kidding, right? They just left like 30 seconds ago. I can't do this forever. Uh, again, remember, he sees his family maybe once a year. He's not used to this having family around him 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he legitimately thinks she's kidding at first. And yeah. Goes, Wait, you're serious? Yeah, he's just like staring at her like, okay, funny. And then there was a nice, I didn't, I didn't see this coming. Because then he Me goes neither. into the room and then he just pulls Hector out from the bedroom and like throws him out the door like, you got to go. He's like, can I keep this? I forget what he's holding in his hand. It looked like colored like pencils or something. Yeah, it looks like, like pencils. Yeah, like pens. markers or something. It was like multicolored. It was like something rainbow. I was like, well, I don't know what it was, but can you I keep this? Have, you know what would have been better than Hector? The grandmother. She's waiting in the room for yeah. <laughs> Grandma, you need to leave. <laughs> I, I think that would have been too much. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you know, literally, me should have done that. But it would have made me laugh. But yeah, that, um, that buttoned up that, uh, the episode. And that was it. Yeah, I don't really have much else to say about the show in general. I, I'll say it was, I don't know. I, again, I don't know why it was, whether or not we greenlight or cancel, we'll find out in a minute. But as far as being on like this list of worst shows ever, I, I wouldn't say that at all. No, I wouldn't either. Uh, I was shocked too. I mean, I don't know why it even made it. I mean, but then again, we don't know what happens episode Yeah, could have. Yeah, it could have gotten significantly worse from episode to episode. There were certainly points where we rewrote a couple scenes as we were talking about it that I thought would have been better had they done them a little different. Yeah, we would have just improved greatness. It was already yeah. awesome. There, there could I have know. been there could have been the finding the nude photo instead of him just getting weirded out by breath. There could have been um, less outwardly saying sex. In my personal opinion, there could have been uh, the proposal for a real wedding to warm the family up, and then we could have had. You know, plan. They could have had a lot of like planning the wedding being that first season, which could have been fun. So I guess so. I did read ahead because I haven't watched ahead, but I guess that's episode two. Oh, they do end up having a wedding. Yeah, and I guess. Oh yay! Episode two is, I guess, the from a rough synopsis that I remember reading earlier today was basically she now wants to have it, and he kind of half agreed to do it and doesn't see the big deal. Right. Now, okay. This, this went one season. Are we talking like a fourteen episode season or like a eight, thirty episode? Eight, epi eight, eight episodes. episodes. Damn. Damn. Now I don't know if it was meant. Like I assume they probably filmed eight, thinking they were going to get up for more, because usually that yeah. that works that way. But it depends actually, because a lot of a lot of first seasons of shows don't go along. Like The Office yeah, only had short. six episodes. Yeah, usually the first uh, 
especially in, on television, because this wasn't made for streaming. This was mm-hmm. made for television. Yeah, yeah. It was a straight up like regular show that was on, what did we say, CBS? CBS, yeah. Yes, sir. So that definitely would have been like an eight or 10 episode order versus like the, the streaming service. Here's your 14 episodes. See if people yeah. like it or not. Yeah, but usually with those eight episodes, if a show's successful, they they'll continue it. the first and they'll extend it to a Yeah, 14. they'll extend the first season sometimes. That's why they have a lot of shows that are like not shows they're as hot on that become like mid-season replacements because in this one at eight episodes and obviously like new television isn't done like that season of TV. So then they'll pop a new show in and see if that one works afterwards. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, I think we basically touched on everything. So I guess there's really nothing left to do other than the green lighter cancel. So, um, there's only three of us. So we'll, we'll see what happens if we are, we all have to be in agreement to know definitively if it's going to get green litter canceled. Um, otherwise you're going to have to just go to S one E one pod and wait for a graphic. Once we get the final vote from Joe and Nick, and then you'll find out for sure. That being said, you should follow us on Instagram. Anyways, S one E one pod, follow us on Twitter, do all that stuff. Um, again, be engaging, talk to us, but, um, let's move on to the green ladder cancel. Ferg, starting off with you. All right. Well, I had this long speech planned out about when I thought I would be the only one who liked this show about how, you know, everyone has their like crazy one, like, like Gorda. <laughs> so I was there. I actually green light this. I, like I said, it reminds me of Fool's Rush In. And as I said earlier, I love Fool's Rush In. I got a lot of good laughs out of me. There's room for improvement, but Rob Snyder and Cheech Marin. Um, yeah, not much more to say. I, I really do plan on finishing this, and that's why I just asked how many episodes there are, because I am like it's kind of hard for me to watch it now, knowing there's only eight. That's yeah, you can. I don't want seven get a, episodes left. You can bang it out before bed. I don't want to get attached and then just have it end. If this ends on a cliffhanger, I might hang myself. But I'm gonna. Whoa! Continue it. <laughs> yeah, whoa! Don't do that. <laughs> do they end up getting the dog? <laughs> but yeah, green light for me. I really enjoyed this show. Super surprised about that, by the way. Gordo. I am absolutely green lighting this. Uh, like Ferg, I was shocked that this was on a list of really bad sitcoms because I did not think that this pilot was bad at all. It had me after that opening scene. I was laughing all the way through it. Brilliant writing by the great Rob Schneider. Um, I just like I said, just. Everything was, yeah, like, you know, you can improve on it here and there, but ultimately what we, we got a butt fucking grandma scene on CBS television. How can I not green light that on behalf of Joe? So I am green lighting it. Jay, how about you? Yeah. You know, I went into this show ready to hate it. Like that was the plan, right? We we're going to pick this apart and rip it rip it a new one and just have fun with it and then as i'm watching it i'm like i don't really i don't think this show's that bad <laughs> you know and, and we, like we said there were definitely things that we could have um not we but they could have done differently and, and we touched on those and i don't know what happens to the show moving forward that it's made all these lists maybe it just does nosedive from there but i'm gonna green light it as well so shockingly. Rob, Rob, you even with only three out of the five votes in, 
are already getting greenlit because you are three for three so far. So regardless um, I, of Nick I think and Joe, what you mean to say is Rob Snyder is greenlit. <laughs> what happens when Rob Snyder becomes a traffic light? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, congratulations to Rob. You live on to see episode two. So that's all the time we have for this week. Again, go to s1e1pod.com. That's where you can find all the links to where to listen to us, everywhere you can subscribe, or all our social media. Go ahead and engage. Go on Apple and leave us a review there. We could really use a few more of those. Those things help out a lot. But subscribe on all platforms. You know, we're everywhere. So anywhere you can find us, give us a follow. Don't be afraid to reach out and talk to us. We enjoy talking back. We've met a few cool people so far. So keep up with that. That being said, that's all the time we have for this week. Catch us back next week. Hopefully, for episode 75, you'll get five of us. Uh, We'll see what happens there. But um, that's it. That's all the time we have this week. Thanks, guys. Goodbye. I think we got the best butt fucking grandma. That's what and I was going to <laughs> I think we got the best cell phone sangria.